What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Cool Colas here, and you are now tuning into a new episode of the Pro Black Blurred Kingdom Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a collage of different topics that all are going to kind of run into each other. So they're all kind of related. The first thing I want to talk about is the anti-blackness that I've seen in the video game Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And then what I'm going to do is segue that into a conversation about some of these Asian cultures and how they perpetuate and uphold racist values and anti-black racism. I will also segue that into the issue or my impression and opinion on changing up M'Baku, the character from Black Panther, into the care from the character Manape that he was in the comics. And then lastly I'm gonna talk about how there is an overabundance of black characters that are in fighting games. So I'm gonna bring it back from the original statement and the first point that I'm gonna talk about. When it comes to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate there's a couple things that we need to talk about and a couple things we need to get clear before getting into the meat and potatoes of the point I'm trying to make today. I'm not going to lie to you all. Super Smash Brothers is probably my favorite fighting game. I'm a super big fanatic of that series. I think it's very fun. I was really good at it back when I was playing melee and brawl i hadn't really practiced and polished my characters and who was my main and all that in the ultimate game just because i just really haven't had the time to focus on it the way i did back when i was playing brawl but i really do like the series so everything that i'm saying today is not to just totally say let's throw away the whole series it's to address an issue that i had with something that they did in this game Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was quite honestly a nearly perfect game as far as the roster goes. Now, of course, there's always going to be people that you're going to want when it comes to a, a game like Super Smash Bros. But ultimately, we got a collage of characters that really made the game historic. But I mean, of course, we wanted Knuckles the Echidna. I wouldn't mind Tails as a character because think about it. We didn't get no Sonic reps and that was just totally wrong. I would have liked one more Star Fox rep and I would have liked Crystal as a character. I would have liked Silix or Silix, however the hell you say his name, as a rep for Metroid. But again, they didn't come out with Metroid Prime 4 where he would have been a character. So we didn't really get to see him. I would have loved Crash Bandicoot as a character. I would have loved... I would have been okay with Shadow of the Hedgehog as a character. I would have been okay with Rayman as a character. I would have been okay with Master Chief as a character. I would have been okay with Dr. Eggman. Anyway, I could go on and on about all of the characters that I wish that were in Super Smash Brothers, and maybe I will talk about it in another podcast episode. But I just wanted to make the point that as far as the roster goes, it was nearly perfect because they included so many characters that nobody expected them to add. Now, of course, they kind of deviated a little bit to some of the newer characters and things like that from some of the games they've been coming out with and whatnot. And if you're not a fan of the newer games that Nintendo came out with, then it probably didn't resonate with you. It overall was just 
a good collage of different characters that came from a lot of different series and connected a lot of different worlds that initially really weren't connected whatsoever. Now that we got that out the way, I think we need to talk about what the issue is. If you have not played the game Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, there is a part in the game where they have somewhat of a story mode and stab at what they did with Melee when they had Subspace Emissary or however the hell you say that name. Anyway, they did their own stab at that in this game. And this is the fifth game, by the way, out of all of the Super Smash Brothers games. So this is the fifth one of the series. Now, as far as this game goes, this was probably the worst part of this game. They had a, this story mode called World of Light. I don't care what anybody says, anybody who is listening to me right now, hear me loud and hear me loud and clear. That World of Light was some bullshit. It was some straight bullshit. And I can't believe that they thought that that was an actual good and well-created idea. It was just lazy. It was repetitive. Just everything about it to me was just very mediocre. And I think that the game, for me, probably would have been higher up on my like list had that element been better. I felt like it was done in a very lazy way. So this thing that I saw pop up that deals with anti-blackness made this even worse for me. So to explain World of Light a little bit further, it's a story mode where you go through these different paths. And as you go through them, you have to defeat these different enemies that are from the different game worlds. And let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So let's say that you're in the Pokemon series and let's say that you're about to fight the spirit of a character like Blastoise. So the best way that they would try to get a Blastoise maybe would be to get a Bowser and then to make him blue and give him some certain abilities that that are going to make him a lot like Blastoise or they take a Squirtle and they make the Squirtle really really big so that he has the same powers as Blastoise which is basically his adult form his evolved adult form so they had stuff like that so every time that you went through the board you would fight these side characters that were in these different series but it would be more so like the spirits of them and the way that they would appear when you fought them were they would take one of the characters that actually is a fighter in the game color them differently or shade them differently or put a different outfit on them and give them certain abilities so that they can mimic what that character would have been like had they been in the game so to me i think that was an attempt at being creative and it just was lazy and kind of janky And the third thing that it really did that pissed me the hell off is it opened a door for that creativity to be used in the form of anti-blackness. So I know at this point you all are probably asking me, hey, cool, Colos, what did they do? Spit it out already. What exactly did they do? And this is what I'm going to tell y'all. In the series Punch-Out, 
I don't know if you all know anything about that, but Punch-Out is a series where you have this character and his name is Little Mac and Little Mac's actually a character who is in Super Smash Brothers who is repping the Punch-Out series. And in the series Punch-Out, they had a villain and his name was Sandman. Now, Sandman is this big strapping brother. I think he's a black American man, 31 years old. He's like, I think he's six foot one and 285. I believe that's what his stats were. I'd have to look that up again. But anyway, he was the last person that you had to defeat because this dude basically was knocking folks over all throughout Punch-Out. The only person I think he could knock out was Little Mac. But basically, no, I, I, actually, I, I, just, I just looked it up. He's 6'5", and he is 284 pounds. So he's a big guy, and he's basically the last person that you got to defeat. And he was the villain, and all of his traits were super villainous as well, too. So, for example, he was, he was very arrogant, and his whole gimmick was about putting people to sleep, kind of like the folklore character Sandman. So, in other words, he kind of put this egotistical edge on that folklore character and turn him into a boxer except black and he kind of added his own little spin on that and so everything that he would do and say was based around sleep and putting little mac to sleep because he was going to try to beat his ass so some of his catchphrases by the way i love this character i gotta say this after he done knocked little mac to the ground and he's acting like he's sleeping he's going like he's like sleeping and snoring while little mac's on the ground and then as he's getting up he's like ha 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 you want some more another thing that he said while he was fighting little mac was night night and then he would try to punch him he would like stand back for a couple seconds and he would try to punch him and then he would have this move called dreamland he'd be like dreamland and then like as Lil Mac was trying to move as if he was, because of the fact that he thought that Sandman was going to attack him, Sandman would try to fake him out. He would go, boo! Like he was trying to psych him out. So it's funny because like that's something that a brother actually would do if they were a villain. So I like the way that they did that. And they made the character kind of like kind of an asshole, but at the same time, he just he just knew that he was that deal because he was strong. He was the best fighter. He was the champion before Lil Mac fought against him. So anyway, you got Sandman, who is a spirit in Super Smash Brothers. So he's a spirit that you meet on on this path. And what they decided to do. Nintendo's ass decided to do because Nintendo, I'm gonna be real, I used to love y'all, but y'all have been fucking up so bad these last three to four years. You guys have been fucking up so bad with these games. What they decided to do was make the proxy for Sandman be Donkey Kong, which anybody who knows Donkey Kong is up big brown monkey right so they took donkey they took donkey kong who was a big brown monkey and had him be the substitute for sandman as if to say that that is who sandman would most look like and they just made him really strong so basically nintendo a japanese company disrespected a black american man and Sandman, although he's a fictional character, it does not matter. He's a proxy for a real black American man. And compared him to a big-ass monkey. I peeped that, and I was not feeling that when I saw that. 
Now, as you're listening to this, I really want you to think about this. Think about how you'd feel if a game series that you really enjoyed have been enjoying so much over these years, right? You're playing this mode and you are already playing something that you already think is kind of janky, but you're trying to enjoy as much as possible. And then boom, racism while you're trying to enjoy yourself playing a video game. Imagine how that would feel. So when I saw this, I remember having a conversation with my boy who he used to actually work for Nintendo. I had a conversation with him and I told him like, yo, I, I know you had to have seen this because you, you work for this, this company, but did you see what they did with Sandman and they had Sandman be repped by Donkey Kong? What he told me was he saw it too and he wasn't feeling it. And one of his other boys wasn't feeling it. Like, both of us were just in sync about this one. Just thought it was the most ridiculous thing. The most, like, fucked up thing we had seen in the series to date. So, one of his boys, I guess, had a conversation with somebody at Nintendo about them doing that, right? And I guess one of the rebuttals that was given to his boy was who else could they have had as a substitute for a Sandman? He was the best fit. So let's unpack that for a second. Why, out of all the alternatives that you could have done when putting Sandman as a character into the Super Smash Brothers series as a spirit, why would you take him a big black man and have his substitute be a gigantic brown monkey do you understand the disrespect of saying the only option that we could have done or the best option was to make a big black man a big brown gorilla are you serious Matter of fact, let's talk about the things that you could have actually done instead, since that was your excuse. The first thing you all could have done, and everybody been like, oh, popularity, popularity, and all the other bullshit. Y'all could have made him a character in the game. That's the first thing you could have done. That way he would not have to have been a spirit. He could have been somebody that you could use because he had a, enough personality he had enough pizzazz he had a dope style you know and that would have been good representation for black characters in the video game space because that's not a thing and we'll get to that a little bit later and that could have been your opportunity to quote unquote as a lot of these companies like to do include some form of diversity but instead you didn't put him in the game and the excuse there would probably be popularity what the fuck ever all right, let's talk about the second thing you could have done. You could have actually taken Little Mac, who is an actual boxer just like him, and just made him big, and then used a tinted version of him or a different version, like different skin of his, and then made him super strong. 
Because if the idea was you were trying to get somebody who was a big old boxer, he would have been a good proxy for a boxer. Because here's my thing. Do you really think that Sandman is using... I just want to make this as realistic as possible. Do you think that one of the moves that Sandman would do is to take his hands and swing it around and at like somewhat of a helicopter like Donkey Kong does? Do you think that's what Sandman would do? Like literally make motions at a monkey would? Do you think he would really beat his chest and shake himself like Donkey Kong like a monkey would? Because to me that doesn't make any sense. To, if he's a boxer, he's going to gloat and want to use them hands kind of like Lil Mac was. And I get it. You're going to say, oh, he was white. So that's why we want to do it. He didn't really look like Little Mac. He's white. Little Mac's little. Yada, 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 yada. So, okay. So you rather have him look like a damn monkey. Okay. The third thing that I would probably say to that is if these two options just did not seem viable, if these two options just did not seem like something that should have been done, then maybe just not include him in the damn game at all. Maybe just not put him in there maybe put a different character because there were tons of boxers that Lil Mac faced hell I think Donkey Kong was one of the people he actually faced in his series so it could have you could have put anybody in there you could have put Glass Joe in there you could have put Piston Hondo in there you could have put Super Macho Man in there there could have been so many characters that you put in there but instead you put Sandman in there probably because he was the villain but you decided to put him in there as a big ass monkey. I can't rock with that. And some of you all listening will probably say, "Oh well, uh, Donkey Kong, he he be in the game, so maybe they thought that he would be good because he was in Punch Out as a guest star. <laughs> so that's why, because that's how uh, he would have been portrayed the best. Your dumbasses." Listen, man, y'all shouldn't let anybody disrespect you. When those creators of this video game, when they actually put Sandman into this game and they made Donkey Kong a proxy for him, that was disrespect they thought they were going to get away with. Because think about it. Nobody's really giving them hell on it because they have so many ways they can try to back up their racism there. And that wasn't something that I really rocked with whatsoever. I thought that, that was wrong. Now... I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook, and this this brother's cool, but I actually disagree with his, his point because I think it was kind of beside the point that I was trying to make. And his point was he doesn't really take that as an insult. He takes it as an honor because the gorilla is a beautiful creature. And so it's an honor to be called a gorilla. My feeling is, although he's right, it is a beautiful creature. My issue with that is... Asian people, like in the Asian culture, when they're comparing blacks to gorillas, they're not doing it as a term of endearment. So we can try to transfigure it in our minds any way that we want to and try to turn a negative into a positive. But the fact still remains that it was done in disrespect and that it was done negatively. So by changing our minds to believe that something was going on that wasn't or, or at least like seeing or seeing the positive out of it and trying to look at the quote unquote bright side is not going to stop the fact that that was a form of white supremacy that was perpetuated by Asian culture. It's not going to take away from that fact. So in other words, I'm acknowledging that the, the gorilla is a very intelligent animal, but at 
the same time, I'm un, I'm also saying think about the idea and the disrespect of portraying a black as animalistic from the from the the perspective of another culture. That's not done because of the fact that a gorilla is a beautiful animal. That's done as a disrespect to our culture. And so that's why I can't get behind that. And because of that, I will not bake up what was done there. And I'm not going to give them the credit or satisfaction to say, hey, guess what? We done turned Sandman into a monkey because monkeys are really beautiful. Because they could just take that and run with that. And I'm not going to give them that satisfaction. Because that wasn't really their intent. That was disrespectful. And they just didn't care because they didn't think they would get enough backlash where people were going to fight against them for that. Because people were still buying the video games, people were still playing the video game, and people really weren't complaining about that too much. There were really only a handful of us who actually caught that and actually said something, as a matter of fact. Because too many of y'all like are going to just let video games do any damn thing and still buy it. That's the problem, is that, I've said this before, Nintendo's pimp hand is strong as shit right now. N Nintendo is backhanding bitches, and the bitches right now are us gamers. Y'all will literally buy anything. Y'all buy unfinished ass games for 60 bucks and pay for all the damn DLC and then throw your hands up and say, well, what else can I do? <laughs> you can stop playing the damn video games. Go do some other shit. If they're, if they're going to take your money, your hard earned money, if it's hard earned, your hard earned money and you're going to give it to Nintendo or any other gaming company for a game that's not even finished, right? And then just say, well, what else am I going to do? You can stop playing the damn video games. Stop playing them. If enough people say, hey, I'm not gonna rock with this because what y'all are doing is shooting up the prices and not finishing the damn games. And if enough people did it, they would have to change something up. But what the thing is is that People are still going to keep buying it, so they're going to still keep doing it. So they have that certain mindset that they're going to do what they've been doing. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been kind of off the video game train for the last couple years because Nintendo used to be my favorite brand of video games for those different systems. And they have just been dropping the damn ball like crazy. And they dropped the ball specifically on some of my favorite series. And they haven't been having any other big time games that have wowed me in order for me to become reinvested with them. So I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. The Pokemon games that they've come out with have been lackluster. They've been taking out shit. They've been not putting in new things that are interesting to me they haven't been allowing you to really catch them all and then the only reason why they're still actually going is because they're backed by these chumps who act like they're fans and they're really not and they'll say oh well there's a lot to do man there's a lot to do there's there's all these adventures and shit i'm like you ain't a real damn fan that's why you saying that and that's why you buying the shit like a sucker so anyway the point I'll get on that rant later. I'll, I'll get I will do a whole podcast on Nintendo. So let, let me not like go on a tangent. But anyway, what I'm trying to say, y'all, is people continue to buy their stuff, although they're kind of half assing it instead of just not buying it at all in mass and then letting them figure out how in the hell they're going to change that up so they can make it better for gamers 
Instead, what gamers are trying to do is look on the bright side and allow these gaming companies to just take their money for them half-assing games. Now, mind you, some people in that industry will probably say, well, it takes a lot for the graphics and, and all this other bullshit. And my thing is, yeah, 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 but if that's the case, just up the price of the game and finish the shit. I'd rather you have a finished game, right, with all the stuff that I can unlock while I, you know, I'm playing the game, right? And then have it have all this content. And then instead of making 60, if you have to make it 80, make it 80. But just don't give me this half-ass game and then say I'm gonna charge you 60 bucks and then I'm gonna DLC you for one character and the DLC is gonna be 10 damn dollars per character. Like I hate that shit because like you're now you're just trying to price gouge because it's a capitalist scheme. So that's why I say to me, I've been kind of off this video game train because of the fact that they've been doing all that. Anyway, that's kind of like, that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is a lot of people didn't really speak up about the whole man-ape thing. Or not man-ape thing, the whole Sandman thing. And it kind of was frustrating because I noticed the disrespect but I also noticed that people really didn't make a big deal out of it. So it tells you how desensitized people are or just not aware even to, of the disrespect that goes on to black culture. I mean, we already don't have a lot of video game characters as it is. But then for you all to like literally put one of the black ones that are actually in, you know, your your series into one of the games and you disrespect them is just just a total slap in the face. Now, again, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I hope that Nintendo changes their ways that's not the point I'm trying to make I'm just trying to call out the disrespect when I see it so that people are just aware of when you know these types of things actually go on but if I'm being honest like there's a lot of racism and for being perpetuated and white supremacist values by a lot of these Asian cultures because even and I want to talk about this this is something that that has kind of been on my mind a little bit talking about this topic there was even a commercial and some of you all may have seen it some of you all may have not but there's a commercial and you can look it up i think it was chinese and there was a woman an asian woman and she was in her kitchen and she was kind of getting kind of flirty and whatnot because there was this dude who was walking in and the dude who walked in was a brother he looked like he was probably an african or something like that he looked like he probably was you know one of the africans in the diaspora i'm not really sure but anyway he walks in he has these like white marks or some shit on his face but he's a brother and so he walks up to the Asian chick and she's sitting there smiling and kind of like low-key flirty and he kind of pushes up on her like he's trying to get him some action and so he's trying to he's trying to get a little sugar from her right he's trying to get a little sugar and she's kind of backing up a little bit like oh I ain't gonna kiss you nigga <laughs> and then what ends up happening is as he's going in he puckers his lips for a kiss she throws a little detergent pod into his mouth right and then she literally takes him and she pushes him into this washer machine right throws him throws him and his whole body into a washer machine and then she sits her little flat ass on top of that damn washer machine after she closes it and she's sitting there laughing going hee hee ha as he's being washed and tumbled in this washer machine and then when it's done she opens it and the nigga who was once in there is gone and out pops this 
I guess, handsome Asian man, or at least that's what they're trying to portray, is that he's a handsome Asian man. And so they have, like, this music that's playing, like, this glorious and awesome event just happened, and she got her Prince Charming or whoever the fuck she got, and she's sitting there, and she's all happy and shit. So, you know, they had that, and I was like, that. that's, that's what I mean. Like, these Asian countries or these Asian cultures, they love to have a lot of anti-black vitriol towards our culture. And that's why I said, like, this is a good example of that. This happens in, like, these types of things between the Sandman thing and this, they happen in Asian cultures all over. And that's why I always say there is no black and brown or black and whoever or people of color coalition. It does not exist because these other cultures, they have such vitriol for our people. And these are just good examples of how that exists in in media and and, in video games and things like that. Even Japan in in general, not not even just Nintendo, but Japan in general, they have a problem with anti-black vitriol as well, too. And one big example of that is if you look at a lot of anime cartoons, there's a lot of blackface going on. And there's some blackface that goes on to the point where we're almost desensitized to it. Like we almost like don't even give a fuck because it's it's subtle and it's infrequent. So we just kind of just say whatever. And one big anime show that I love that has some of that going on actually is the Dragon Ball series specifically Dragon Ball Z I'll talk about one that I feel is blatant and one that's kind of hidden one that's really blatant is they'll sometimes be like the security guards or common civilians or whoever in shows like Dragon Ball Z and they'll be black but then they'll be like a dark skin brother like who'll be about maybe my complexion so like kind of dark to brown skin and He'll have like these big old pink lips and they'll be like oval shaped almost to the point where it mimics that black face figure that was that used to be all over our our culture. So that was in a lot of the old Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z cartoon episodes. You would see like black civilians who would look like that. And then the more hidden example is Mr. Popo. Mr. Popo is a very very black character he's supposed to be almost like some type of creature and his lips are red and oval and he looks exactly like blackface exactly like it except they kind of turned him into somewhat of like an alien like extraterrestrial type of character so he doesn't seem like he's a brother it seems like he's just an alien extraterrestrial character who's black with red big red lips and so my feeling is that is blackface right there but it's hidden so it makes you feel like you know it's actually an alien who is looking like this and not necessarily a black man but it's really anti-black disrespect regardless but again that's not the only place where you see blackface there's a lot of other anime shows that do the same thing or if they create a black character that they do something kind of janky to that black character so he or she doesn't necessarily look fully black or, you know, certain features are over accentuated. Like there's one anime and I don't really know because I'm not as big on anime as I am on comics and games and things like that. There's this one character and maybe if you are listening, you all can maybe like tell me later, but he has a really big ass nose. He looks like he's supposed to be like a light skinned brother. He has a big ass nose and he like has like an army or combat suit on. And I can't really tell if they were going for this image of 
a black man like a light-skinned black man or what but his nose is super super big and long and I think that was an attempt to create a false narrative of a black person now some people could sit there and they could hear me saying this and they could say uh well maybe that's a coincidence yada 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 and what I would say to them is if it's a coincidence why is it that all of the white characters and trust me, there, they, there's clear, there's clearly this agenda to love, cherish, and over idolize a white person. There's that thing in Asian cultures where white people are just over idolized to this ridiculous degree, where they're almost looked at as like gods. And if you look at the way that they portray white characters in a lot of these anime shows and movies and things like that, they look just like the white characters or white people that you see walking around. Their features aren't over accentuated. Their features don't look all crazy. They don't do like these weird things to them. They don't really disrespect them too much. You know, you don't really see too much of that. But with the black characters, they just have this way of just being disrespectful in the way that they create them. Now, Again, I don't really have this expectation that they treat us in a way that we deserve. I'm just calling out the disrespect as I see it, and I'm exemplifying why we have no reason to be afraid to speak truth to power. Too many of you all will walk around and say shit like people of color or advocate for people who are quote-unquote marginalized or considered quote-unquote disenfranchised or whatever in our culture. You all have that, that tendency to do that and you all have to stop doing that and here's the reasons why. We see these things in media. We see these things in these anime shows. We see these things in these video games and these are great examples as to why we should not big up cultures that hate us. So, yes, I'm just talking about Asians today, but that also goes for Hispanics. That also goes for Indians. That also goes, you, you get what I'm saying. It goes for any culture that's not within, well, that's not like our own culture. So, that's why I say we need to stop big up and then we need to stop saying people of color. And we need to start speak, speaking truth to power and asking for things for ourselves. Because look how they treat us. Look how they treat us. It's not about them changing their hearts and minds. It's about us saying, hey, we not going to like sit there. We, we're not going to big up you. You all can do whatever the hell you do over there. We do what we do over here. But don't expect us to people of color it and to minority it and all this other shit. That's all I'm saying. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that black monkey comparison because a lot of you all probably will hear this and you'll say, oh, Nick, what about the whole thing that happened with the character M'Baku and where he, you know, he in the comics, he was this he was this super villain called Manape. And then in the Black Panther movie, he was called M'Baku. How do you feel about that? Like, what do you think about that? Don't you think that that's anti-blackness? Don't you think that that's not right? And this is what I probably would say to that. Personally. I actually would not have had a problem if they would have just called them Manape. If anything, they were kind of walking on eggshells a bit in the Black Panther movie by not doing that, by not just making him Manape and making him M'Baku instead. Manape does sound like a very gimmicky name for a superhero or supervillain type of character. I think it would have been interesting to have a character who was named that and for him to 
you know, like my man, who I was told you I was going back and forth with, was saying the gorilla and the monkey is a very beautiful animal. I think it was more so an homage to that. Now, again, with these comics, these comic creators are white. So there's always that thing in the back of my mind that says, well, if these comic creators are white, then there's always that chance that they created this ape character, this man ape character as a stab at anti-black vitriol and anti-black racism. So there's obviously like that that's in the air. But me personally, there's a difference between this character originally being black and originally called man ape and a character that's black having no affiliation to a monkey whatsoever and they make a monkey a proxy for him to me that's those are two different things it's like nintendo went way out of their way to compare sandman to a monkey whereas man ape was always the character and he just happened to just be a black person now again i'm not trying to defend if there was some disrespect and anti-black racism going on there because it's very possible that that was a thing very very possible especially seeing as these these white people were the ones who actually created the comic but at the same time, it probably would not have bothered me as much for that reason because that was an original character. That was the origins of that character. So to me, I probably would not have really tripped, to be honest with you, the same way. I do understand why they did just call him M'Baku instead. Again, I think they're walking on eggshells because they were concerned about that. But this is exactly why we should be, we should look at, you know, companies like Nintendo that do stuff like making a character a proxy for a monkey be just because he's black he's big and he's black you know and then you know looking at that and then just just taking a close look at how we write other characters in the future especially in stories where we're trying to create like a, a scenery and a story around blackness and we don't want to add certain elements that perpetuate these anti-black stereotypes so it's like i get it it probably wouldn't have bothered me but i do understand it i guess is what i'm trying to say and you know that's definitely a big thing too because a lot of white supremacists and you know a lot of people with a lot of anti-black vitriol and racism and whatnot they do do stuff like that because i even remember going to high school like i went to this private catholic all boys high school by the way if i didn't tell y'all and there was this kid and I could I couldn't stand this little bitch ass motherfucker but basically we got into it one time almost like fought because this dude was trying to tell me that I look like a silverback gorilla and he's a white boy who said this so I'm sitting there like this white boy is racist as fuck like he lives in a trailer park probably eating mayonnaise and shit with his bitch ass and he's gonna come to school he sees a black kid who does he doesn't really rock with and he tells him that he looks like a silverback gorilla that's some racist ass shit so that's why i said to me i feel like that's a thing that people know as a thing of disrespect and that's why going back to my man's comment about it being an animal that people see as beautiful that's not how people are looking at it because that dude was probably 16 years old 15 years old telling me i look like a silverback fucking gorilla so you know that was anti-black racism now let's talk a little bit about the overabundance of black characters that appear in fighting games So, if you look at a lot of these black characters, 
And mind you, there's not really a whole lot in video games. If you look at a lot of them, there's an overabundance of them that appear in some type of fighting style game if they do appear at all. So let's talk about this for a second. You got characters like Twin Tail, who, by the way, is bad. We all know Twin Tail is bad. And I fucked with the design of Twin Tail. I think they did a dope job. Give it to Nintendo there. You got Twin Tail, who's in arms, and she has hair that can actually punch and she can actually fight with, which I thought was a really dope idea because in arms, like everybody has these long ass arms and they can fight with and her hair is basically like her arms and she can fight with it. I think that was really cool. So you got Twin Tail, you got Jax from Mortal Kombat, you got Cyrax from Mortal Kombat, you got Darius from Mortal Kombat, you got Sandman from Punch-Out, you got Afro Thunder from Ready to Rumble, and then you got characters like, like Eddie Goro and characters like that. So. Think about all these people that I just named. I named so many characters that are actually black that are in video games, but usually when they have black characters in video games, they're usually not a main character. They're either a villain or a side character or some character that's irrelevant who doesn't necessarily even show up in every game that they have for that person's series. You have all these like weird things that actually go on with these characters, but they're always for some reason put in fighting games. And to me, originally when I saw this, I said, Maybe this is a thing where they put black characters into these fighting games as if to express that the only times where black people are relevant is when they're showing aggression and that's something that people need to look at and watch out for so it's almost as if to portray black folks as aggressive almost like inhumane beings because that's the only time that they deserve some form of representation so obviously some people could say I'm reaching, but there's something there if, if most of the time when we see a black character, it's in the fighting game. And that's a big thing is to almost make this image that black people are usually thugs or black people are aggressive or black people are are the, just these inhumane beings who are basically the bane of everybody's existence. You know, all the racist shit that people say about black folks. So it's very easy that this could be a reason why they do this. Because my feeling is, even if you look at a lot of the characters that I just named, it's not like these characters are stoic, flat characters with no personality. These characters have swagger. These characters are fly. These characters have dope outfits. These characters have awesome styles. I mean, think about it. Twin Tail is basically like a Haitian chick and, her, and she basically has like powerful hair. Sandman, I just told you about this dude. This nigga is, is up in here. Like he has a whole Sandman gimmick and he done like took villainry to a whole new level. And then you got Jax, who got the metal arms and dude the super strong. And at the end of Mortal Kombat, he goes back and he stops slavery from happening. I mean, you got these like really just swagged out black characters. You got all these like these these dope designs, dope personalities and characters that are made as second string or side characters or villains who really should have should either be leads or at least signify or show that other other black characters should be leads to some extent. I think that this is wrong because if you look at a lot of video games, there aren't a lot of black characters in general. And it's very clear that it would be easy for them to make a black character who is likable, who people could attach themselves to, and who is interesting. But they don't do that because most of the video game characters that you see that are big time reps are either cartoony looking or even if they are cartoony looking are just white people. 
you know they're white like mario and captain falcon and even samus and characters like that who are actually white so to me i feel like that's something that definitely needs to change now my boy who i talked about a little bit earlier he's doing his thing with the video game so i have no doubt that with his mindset and the way that he intends to just change the scope of video games as we see it and all the things that this brother has been working on and you know he's been doing a marvelous job from all the stuff that he's been telling me i already know that he's going to change that up because he definitely wants to see more of our faces so i know he's been doing his thing and he's gonna he's gonna put more kings and queens into the you know into the video game space so i definitely have no doubt that that will change now i really think that we should just be aware when we're playing these video games how anti-blackness shows up because it's so easy to see it just in media and shows and shit like that but it's not so apparent when you look at video games and you look at the few characters that actually appear hell so few actually appear i remember i looked up like who are the best video game black video game characters that ever came out and some of these lists are putting miles morales's ass in in that list i'm like miles morales is a comic character so you mean to tell me you mean to tell me y'all have so few video game characters that you had to pull a damn comic character out and make him seem like he's a video game character y'all got to be out of y'all's damn minds see this is a problem y'all and this is some shit that we need to correct Anyways, y'all, that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all got a lot from this episode. I am going to be making a lot more in the near future, so continue to stay tuned. I hope you all have a good night, and I'll be talking to y'all later. Peace.